On today's show, the NFL suspends your disbelief once again. Bucks go Bolognese. And the best the old man could do was 77. And now, WTMJ presents The Tripod, a sports and pop culture podcast with Justin Garcia, Scott Warris, and Ashton Rotman. Another episode here. This is what, uh, 13? 15. Are we up to 15? 15. We are already up to 15 here. 15 episodes. Um, so, we are recording this episode, too, on the 20-year uh, anniversary of 1998's, I think it was King of the Ring, Hell in a Cell, Undertaker <laughs> and Mankind, where Mankind flew off the cage and fell through the oh cage. Oh, my God. 20 years ago. Do we have the call? No, it, he didn't die, did he? I don't, this stuff I genuinely he don't know. He didn't die uh, 20 years ago, though, and I can still remember watching that show. Well, actually, I don't, was that, you? if of, of the three of us here, you'd be the only other one that knew. Was that the same show where Stone Cold lost the title to Kane in a first blood match? I don't remember. I can check that. That's the only storyline that I remember from that particular event. So I would imagine we need the call. We don't don't have JR's call. JR, yeah. How do we not have that? You don't have that ready? Oh, my God. G-A-W-D. I I can find it. broken in half. God is my witness. He is broken in half. I don't even have that ready. I'll look what? it up. Hold on. Um, this, let's see. Yes, this was the same, same show. Same show. So I remember that show very vividly. I was working my high school job at Walmart, ordered the pay-per-view, recorded it during my shift in summer, so no school, hmm. came home and watched it that night, and I thought, he's dead, right? <laughs> like, same thing JR said. I could not believe seeing a guy fly off the cage. You want the call? Yeah. Oh, my God. The God Almighty! The God Almighty! This is the first time I've ever seen this video. Yikes. He is broken in half! Picture being a 16-year-old kid, seeing him fly off the cage. That's uh Now, even worse, though, was, and Matt Pauly and I were just talking about this before the show, even worse was when he fell through the cage. See, I remember that. I, I, what, when was it he fell through the cage? So he threw him off the cage, and then they did the stretcher job where they wheeled him out. Mm-hmm. He came back to fight for more. The Undertaker climbs up to the top of the cage, so Mankind follows him, and then he choke slams him through the cage and pins him. That is still kind of... Disputed as to whether or not that was supposed to happen. See, I always assumed that that was supposed to happen. I assume that too, but I've heard differing reports. And part of it too is the way it happened, he choke slammed him on a panel of the, and this cage is just your basic chain link fence. Different that, than it is now. That they're, yes, mm-hmm. much, that they're standing on. <laughs> right. The less safer than that. Sl- he choke slammed him on this portion of the cage. Where there was a chair there, and so when mankind falls through the cage, the chair falls and actually knocks out his teeth. The chair hits him from what twenty feet up. This and, is terrifying. And after the Undertaker choke slams him through the cage, there's a look on his face like, "Oh, that wasn't supposed to happen." Like either that wasn't supposed to happen, or that chair wasn't supposed <laughs> to be there. I don't know. 
So you, you Ashton, you're, you're I, watching I, there these. There was thumbtacks in it too. Okay. There was thumbtacks. Oh. So you've seen them both for the very first time here in the last three minutes. I, I've Which seen one? the Undertaker before. Wait, Undertaker's six seven, six something like that. No, no, no. Please, I'm, seven I, I'm, I'm talking for about, real. Well, that was he was billed as seven feet. No, he's probably like six seven, Oof. six eight. No, but of those two moves, which one do you find to be more terrifying? Oh, it's got to be the I mean, through just, the cage. Just falling in general is never a good thing, and falling through something can't feel much better. Does the falling through the God. cage? Because you've got the screen up. In front, does, does the falling through the cage strike you as something that was planned? Or was that Some a- part of this, the end of it, looks like it was supposed to be safer. Like, it looks like there was some plan. I, I don't have a good answer for you because it looks like something should have happened. Like, something shouldn't have broken that was or something shouldn't have been there, there, there that mm-hmm. was. And that, oh, that's, that's unfortunate. I for miss that. JR. <sighs> Do they still wheel him out for uh, WrestleMania main event? Wheel him out. Cart him out. He, Whatever. He did. Um, he did this past year, didn't he? Well, he did or the uh, last year. He did the yeah. Roman Reigns. And... Um, like Roman Reigns and the Undertaker, he did that match. Um, he does. He's still around. He does. Um, he does New Japan. He does the American version on Axis TV. And uh, Jr. kind of lost some speed on the fastball, so I'm I'm yeah. fine with him not being around that much. He's pretty more. old dude though, right? He's he's up there in age. He's still had a dude. Stroke. He had Bell's palsy and a stroke. So I mean, he's gone he, through a lot. His he's wife seen just stuff. See the wife. former voice of uh, Oklahoma f- football. Did he do that? That sounds right, actually. You know, he was on the side. You can still see him on the side. Yeah, line. he's at every big Oklahoma game. Oh, well, home and road. He'll, mm-hmm. he'll, he'll be at yeah, every bowl game, him, every uh, home game. He was on the sidelines when Oklahoma beat Ohio State yep. this past year. Um, twenty years ago today is when that was. So, ninety-eight. Yeah, it was also the twentieth anniversary this week of the Lloyd McClendon walk-off. Oh, yes. that's right. Which is hard to gosh, that was no, like, years ago. like seven. That was seventeen years ago. That was two thousand one. I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that was after two thousand. Yeah, I think you're right. Because I because oh, yeah, I right. actually Regardless, remember that. It's a right. long time ago. This happened. But the anniversary was yes, this week because yes. I know it got a little play. Lloyd McClendon. Oof, that was his finest moment as a as a manager. I mean, nobody else remembers Lloyd McClendon for anything other than that. And Still the best part base. about it is that it was against the Brewers and Vaskersian had a great call, which got a lot of play here. Seventeen years later. What's your favorite manager tirade like that? Ooh. That's a good one. That's There's up Lee there. Elia. Wall. What are you the, talking? The on field or? Either or. Oh. The you story know? of Lee Elia, that's him going crazy. You're in Milwaukee, and I came across this audio last week. The famous spat between Phil Garner and Hawk and Wimpy. The oh, TV God. voices of the White Sox, Ken oh, Harrelson and God. Tom Pachorek. Remember that? Crap Iron Phil Garner. <laughs> I don't know this. this you didn't story. know this? No. I don't see, and now I got myself in trouble because I don't remember what even got it going. But Hawk and Wimpy were heavily critical of something and the decision that Garner had made on the field. I mean, you got to remember. The White Sox and the Brewers, I mean, that was just the tip of the iceberg because Garner and Terry Bevington went at it oh. down at Old Cabral. Remember all Comiskey. the fights those two teams would Every get into? Every time. But 
As as the legend goes, Phil Garner challenged Ken Harrelson and Tom Pachora. <laughs> you want, to I, just, I just July found the quote. July twenty seventh, nineteen ninety three. Yeah. One day after challenging two Chicago White Sox broadcasters oh. to a fist fight, yes, scrap iron. Brewers manager Phil Garner made peace Monday with another broadcaster who angered him. So do, do you want the, 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 oh, yeah, the yeah, quote? Yeah, okay, so they, this is from July 26th. Don't play it, just read it. No, I, I don't have the audio. It, no, I don't have the audio. It's, I, I want to make a statement. If Hawk and Wimpy think we're hitting their guys, I'm available. Those two guys should know better. They played ball, but obviously they are two, two idiots. idiots. <laughs> My challenge is for them to come down here and I'll fight them right now. Which again, this all is bringing back memories of things that I think Hawk Harrelson says all listen, the time. Listen just, to these names to too. Garner is upset by comments. The two of them made on air after Ron Karkovice oh, yeah. was hit yes. on the elbow yes. by Cal Eldred. Officer a week Ron ago Karkovice. Friday, Officer Eldred Ron. hit Robin Ventura. <laughs> White Sox reliever Jeff Schwartz drilled John John oh, good names. in the elbow. Good names. Garner was incensed. 25 year anniversary, one month. Karkovice. Wow. Mm. wow. Mike Lavalier, too. That guy. Frank Thomas was around for that. That was right around the boom of the big hurt. 93? Yeah. Like 90. 93, he won the MVP. Was it 93? 93 and 94. I don't know if he won it in 94, but. Carlton Fisk, Dick yeah, Allen. 94 was strike short. Strike short. Did they even have? I'm pretty sure they still don't. I awards? double checked that. I, always felt like sure. it was, I thought it was 95 for some reason. No, he won it in 93 because they, they made the playoffs that year, I'm pretty sure. So, so locally. 93, 2000. Locally, I'm trying to think of. You you asked about the the, the managers. Hal McRae is one that always st- that where, he's, where he's in the clubhouse and he spins and rips the phone out of the wall. That's the first one I remember yeah. as a kid. I mean, I, I honestly I can't remember anything good. Just Ozzy Guillen just doing anything got play. So like when he he went after a Rod that one time and said some ill meaning things mm. towards a Rod on the field. Lou Pinella, oh. Lou Pinella, as Mariners manager, kicking his hat around Jacobs Field, <laughs> around the diamond. That who, specific one. Who was the minor league manager that uh, oh. did the old, like, throwing a grenade? Throwing that grenade yes. and pulls, crawling pulls out the pin out. <laughs> yes. He's uh, legendary, too. Oh, yeah. He's had a few... Um, Phil Wellman. Yep. But I mean, like the all time dust up, though, which would just fit in baseball is the uh, John Chaney and Calipari. That's oh. like the coaching coach type of blow up. That's the one that you'll come back to more often than not. Not familiar. Well, because you're, you don't know about John Chaney storming Calipari's press conference. I'm looking it up right now. Screaming at him, challenging to a fight. UMass Temple rivalry and uh, Chaney, who I think was, I my opinion, he, he was in the wrong. Calipari's yeah. given his press. How do you not see these? They have these lists all the time, the top 10 greatest, whatever. Ch- uh, Calipari's given the press conference. Chaney busts in and just kind of. That's his thing. A lot of swearing. A lot of it. Challenge him to a fight. Mm-hmm. Phil Wellman, yeah. <laughs> a lot of swearing. I probably shouldn't play the audio then. Uh, I'm sure they bleep it out, but that's, uh, man, it's crazy. Well, we'll find out. Dangerous path to go. Wally Backman, I forgot about that one. Which one was? South Georgia Peanuts manager. Actually, Matt Pauley. Matt Pauley. Matt has some great has stories about Wally Backman, Backman, by the stories. way. Yep. 
I don't know if any of them are safe for the podcast. But. You can see the video here, but be forewarned, this <laughs> material is not safe for work or appropriate for children. This mm. is one of the- Butch Hobson? Doing in the minors? Or when he's with the uh, Red Sox? Yeah, that's the minors. I remember him like. as a Red Sox manager. You know, one of the unintended consequences or intended consequences of the replay system in Major League Baseball is you don't have a lot of those moments anymore. When's the last time that you got a a truly legitimate umpire manager just going at it? Now, well, they only get as angry as the re, you know if a replay goes against them, they'll go off. But they're not arguing and yelling at. That umpire's call so much that is the the reversal, which was done by somebody sitting in a New York studio. This isn't the first time I've heard somebody say this. We get callers not not infrequent when we talk about video replay about oh it's you know it's totally taken out managers and umpires arguing. It has, and honestly, I don't care that much. It's fun to watch managers and umpires argue. It's fun. I I doesn't I don't care that much. But wasn't there was video that surfaced? Lou like, Pinella versus Rob Dibble. Remember that one? Fine. That was like in the locker room. In their own locker room. Pinella shouts right. to Dibble, I'd treat you like a man, but you don't want to be treated <laughs> like a man. And they have to be separated. And they came to blows. Hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I can do without manager. Bobby Tyrese. Valentine going with the uh, the, the mustache. Ichiro did that like last week. He went and, uh, Ichiro just. What? He did that. He did the same thing because they um, forced him to semi-retire. Lee Elliott attacks the fans. Same disclaimer. This material is not safe for work. Tommy I like a little sorta. I, I like some of that juice in Major League Baseball. Listen to these names too. With the Tommy Lasorda dust up in '82, Joe Lefebvre, Kurt Bavacqua. Ooh. Not Jim Lefebvre, Joe Lefebvre. Joe, yeah. Well, here's Al McRae. Redecorate 25 years ago, the Hal McRae one. No mood to talk to the press. Jim LaFever, former Cubs manager, former Brewers manager. Mm-hmm. He was also one of the Joker's henchmen in the Batman TV series. Is that a true story? Yeah, Jim LaFever. Dale Torborg, who you should know. I do you know the name. Not Joe? No, Dale. Or Jeff, rather? Jeff, yeah. But this was Dale, was a wrestler in WCW. Cool. Well, I mean, we and in TNA wrestling. The Demon. The Kiss Demon. That was Dale Torborg. Borg. That's a tough one to say. Torborg? Yeah. Related to Jeff? So, uh, yeah, they were brothers, know. weren't they? Oh, okay. Well, there you go. Yes or no? Dale Torborg and Jeff Torborg? Yeah. I, I'm brothers, just, yes or no? I'm going to say yes. Yes. So, um, it's a roundabout way to say. Mm-hmm. As we said at the start of the show, the NFL is suspending your disbelief mm. once again in that this is a league that just can't get their story straight. And they will suspend Ray Rice for one game mm-hmm. until they figure out, oh, this is a bad look. We should probably change that. Mm-hmm. They will suspend Josh Brown for one game until same thing happens. And, oh, you know, we came with this policy that six games – we should probably do that. Mm-hmm. Tom Brady gets four games for allegedly deflating footballs. And today, well, yesterday, I believe this was, Jameis Winston gets a three-game suspension for the incident that happened in that Uber. So, uh, number one, 
What's the deal with this six-game personal conduct suspension that they assume never give yeah. to anyone? So uh, where this really changed was 2007. So 2008 would be when they said, hey, we should probably do something. Roger Goodell took over in 2006. Look at some of the suspensions from that year. You had Albert Hainsworth. You had Albert Hainsworth getting five games that year when he stomped on Andre Gourad. Uh, Chris Henry, RIP, two games for possession of firearms. 2007 was where the S hit the fan. Pac-Man gets a full season suspension for attacking a stripper. Chris Henry gets eight games for personal conduct. Tank Johnson yep. gets eight games mm-hmm. for possession of firearms. Jared Allen, racking up DUIs, got just two games. And that was the same summer where Michael Vick was suspended indefinitely for the dogfighting. So after that, it seemed like, whoa, we got a problem here. We should probably fix this. And things kind of went dormant until 2014 when, as we mentioned, Ray Rice, I think we said one, two games for Ray Rice, which, oh, we should change that to indefinite. Right. You forget that was the same time as the Adrian Peterson thing, too. That was, what, two months later? Yeah. Well, Ray Rice was in July, but the suspension came in September. Then Adrian Peterson's indefinite suspension. Then the following spring, you had the same thing where Greg Hardy gets suspended 10 games, but kind of the reverse where they reduce it to four. Yeah, which I n- never understood that. So in the time since then, if since that Greg Hardy suspension, if you were looking for guys who violated the personal conduct policy, and got six games. Here's what I could find. Josh Brown eventually got it after getting one game in August. The only other name I could find, Rodney Austin. For what? Violating the personal conduct policy. But what was the... Well, domestic violence. Was that what... Okay. But Rodney Austin. Can you tell me who Rodney Austin plays for or what position he plays? I don't know no. who he is. No one knows who he is. That's the name you can find that they're sticking to their guns on this six-game suspension. If you're going to have this six-game thing and you're finding enough evidence and reasoning in some of the comments by Jameis Winston, Jameis Winston has to get six games here. And Well, the other thing that I was wondering about this six-game policy is do they have their own set of tiers that they're not making public? That the only public knowledge we have is that it's two six games, games, four games, six games. That's what I mean. Like, and if that's the case, why would you not want that for your own sake, so that people are not, you know, talking about the fact that it's stupid to have this rule and then not follow through on it? I, I just don't understand. If you're going to go out there and you're going to say six games, personal conduct policy, okay, something like Jameis Winston, allegedly, and he sort of admitted to it, groping a an Uber driver. And he and you give him three games. What's where's the disconnect? Where where's the other three games? What where's, was his admit that he said he can't remember what he did because he was intoxicated? Wasn't that? No, he said that the driver was. Well, his, his original explanation was that the driver was unclear as to who was sitting next to her, right. or how many people yeah. I guess were in the car. Well, now as the story has unfolded, it turns out he was the one in the he. It right. was him. It was the, him the other and, people in his party that night said we weren't even in the car. The yeah, the only one who said that they w- was Ronald Darby, and that yeah. was never confirmed mm-hmm. that he actually was or wasn't. 
And he, so here, here's a quote from Winston. Uh, first and foremost, I would like to say I'm sorry, sorry to the Uber driver for the position I put you in. It is uncharacteristic of me. Not true. I'm, I'm adding that. And I genuinely apologize. I apologize to my teammates, the Buccaneers organization, and fans for letting them down for not being able to put, be out there for the first three games of the season. Although I am disappointed by the NFL's decision, I understand the NFL's process, and, and I embrace this as an opportunity to take advantage of the resources available to help me achieve the goals that I have for myself. Where was this when he got drafted after he had already been in trouble twice at Florida State? Because this is over two years old. Yeah. Well, and, and the other thing that it brings up is that this goes back to two-plus years ago. Yeah. And granted, it's a lot longer of a time frame, but the NFL is going back and retroactively saying, oh, we're going to suspend you for this, which, okay, fine. If, if this is the path that we're taking moving forward. Their quote-unquote due process. And everybody understands this, fine. But why is the same thing not being applied then to Matt Patricia? Right, who, again, allegations come out, and nobody is confirming or denying because of 20-something years old, 96, I think is what it yeah. was. And all this is, okay, I'm gonna, I'll make a statement. I'm not going to answer any more questions about it. And then the Lions said, well, you know, we, we did our part. We don't believe any of this is detrimental. Like, if this stuff is coming out, why, why not listen to it? This whole thing is just very odd in that, um, I mean, if you're going to adopt this policy, you have to use it because now it lends to more questioning of, what is going on with the three games for Jameis Winston and the, the whole Ezekiel Elliott thing, too, of, well, the the fight here is, well, the NFL is arbitrarily deciding, you know what, anybody that comes forward with an allegation, we're going to view this, and if it makes us look bad, you're getting six games. So here's the question. Why? Why, if you have a six-game personal conduct penalty on the books, why... Why isn't Goodell consistent with this? Right. You can question his decision-making and his PR gaffes and all that stuff, and that's all warranted. But he's not a dumb guy. He's not, he's, not, he's not an idiot when it comes to how this is coming off, even though you can make, yes, I realize the argument that he may not be the most savvy in the end. But why? It's, it's not as if he's going, oh, gosh, I didn't know we could – Punish him up to six games. There's a reason that in all those cases that you laid out, those guys are not getting six games. And Goodell knows he's going to get flack and the league and the shield is going to get tarnished for not giving him the, the, the worst punishment possible, the full six games. So that's the question. Why? Why not the full six in all of these cases, and certainly in some of these most most uh, severe cases. So, wait, uh, would it? This is my only take on that. I don't have a. I don't think anyone has an answer for you, unless that was a rhetorical question. My my only thing would be the. There's no pressure from the owners who he quote unquote works for. So if they're not pressuring him to do anything because this is their product and their players. Why should he feel any actual pressure aside from PR pressure so, from the public? Here's the uh, we got to clean one thing up. Um, Ezekiel Elliott and Josh Brown both got six games eventually. The Ezekiel Elliott one, like dragged on, was clearly like four times. a 
we have to save face here and do something. So was the Josh Brown with how you give one game when that, I mean, I remember reading through that case. That is, I mean, if you're going to point to, that was Greg Hardy levels of stuff that Josh Brown did. And to get one game, that was another instance where the NFL's like, whoa, we look bad. Let's change this quickly. There were a few other guys. So Mike Williams had a six-game suspension, one of the many Mike Williams, in 2015. Uh, reason was undisclosed. So six games there. Jermaine Cunningham got a six-game suspension for violation of the personal conduct policy. He is a linebacker that played for the Patriots, Niners, and Jets. Roy Miller that we mentioned, defensive lineman for the Buccaneers, also played for the Chiefs last year. Rodney Austin, or Rodney Austin's who we mentioned. Roy Miller got one as well, but there are two to three guys here in some of the names here. Jermaine Cunningham that we mentioned, uh, outside linebacker for the Patriots. Rodney Austin, a defensive lineman for the Lions in NFL Europe, it looks like. There's Two guys on this list that got six-game suspensions for undisclosed reasons. But just looking at the guys that have been suspended for the violation of personal conduct policy, no-name guys with the exception of the two places where the NFL looked the worst and had to do something to fix that. Protect your product. That, I, I, I feel strongly that that's what they're doing. The owners are, are want, wanting to protect their product. And Goodell's saying okay. Then how do you okay? All right, fine. Let's let's play that out. Then how does protect your product lead to a four game suspension for Tom Brady? And I realize there was a lot. I don't know. Well, but but no. Well, but but that's what I'm. I mean, there's something going on, and I I don't know the answer. But when you think of all those names that and just. You can kind of cluster some guys, domestic violence, domestic violence that was brought up or, 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 or admitted to right out of the gate. There's, there's violent acts that were maybe denied initially and it got messy before they finally fessed up. And then there's non-domestic violence at all in the case of Brady, for example. There is no rhyme or reason to the, okay, that's a two, a two, a two, that'll be a four. That's the thing that's the most frustrating. It's it's this nebulous just grasping at that'll be a two, that'll be a four. How, how in the world do you hand out four games for the Tom Brady thing? The long- I understand it's easy to hate the Patriots and people, oh, good, finally, they got caught. To give out four games for that instead of, at the very worst, saying you're suspended for one game and we're giving the Patriots a heavy fine. But draft picks too, didn't they? Or was that Spygate? It no, was just the five. No, I'm pretty sure they lost. I think they, they lost the draft, draft pick in this, too. The year they won a Super Bowl was pick 30 or 32, the, I'm pretty sure. But again, the only reason that four games seems excessive is because Comparing all of these other cases yeah, are sure, getting two sure. or one game. If all those other guys were getting six, then four games seems, all right, maybe by comparison, it, it, it would seem appropriate. The further, by the way, to your point, the further away, the, the the further removed we get from from Deflate Gate, the more absurd 
that suspension that's, becomes. Sure, you're going to ten years from now, people will look oh, at it and, and they're like, laugh. they actually suspended this guy four games. Is this for real? Me? Yeah, I, like I, I know that's that's where the, there's a hole in my my theory. I just I for the for the specifically for the personal conduct policy stuff. That's where I see it is if hey the owners aren't aren't saying because of course why would why would the owners they don't care they're still making money people are still watching why would they care people are still going to the games all right on that note have you followed the Chris Bazio story oh, oh yes I have Did you? you know oh, I have yeah. speaking of owners taking oh, charge boy. oh boy so Chris let me just give a little background real quick so Chris Bazio pitch former former pitching coach of the Detroit Tigers has been fired for what the team called insensitive comments toward a club employee. And this is not going to get pretty. It already isn't, and it's only going to get worse before it gets any better. I'm crushed, Basio says. I'm absolutely crushed. I still can't believe it's gotten to this point. I'm in shock. Basically, he's in his office. He's a cubicle, they say, inside the coach's office. He used the word monkey to describe Detroit pitcher Daniel Stumpf, who is white. However, Basio said a clubhouse attendant who was African-American overheard what he said. You got it. Thought Basio was talking about him. So this is Basio's explanation. I'm curious to know if you guys buy it. Someone, this is Basio. someone in our coach's room asked me Monday afternoon about Stumpf. Again, the white pitcher. And I said, oh, you mean Spider Monkey. That's his nickname. He's a skinny little white kid who makes all of these funny faces when he works out. Now, the clubhouse attendant, the kid, thought we were talking about him. The kid is African-American. Basio says he got all upset. He assumed we were talking about him. I said, no, 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 we're talking about Stump, and that was it. And here's here's the line that kind of has me, I swear on my mom and dad's grave, there was nothing else to it. So obviously, look, the Tigers didn't jump to conclusions. Maybe, maybe not. Did a little bit of an investigation. They talked to other members of the front office, the coaching staff. This is the part that has me going back the other way, going maybe, there was something to it because he talked to they talked to others, and admitted Basio admitted he used the word monkey, but re- reiterated was to reference the pitcher and the face he makes when he lifts weights. Hmm. The owner of the um, was it Alavia Alavila general manager yeah, GM or the GM sorry yeah. yep said we got all the information we needed. What's his quote here? We got all of our information. We're firing you because of your insensitive comments. You buy it. <laughs> I said that? comments. Right, there a, was one more comment that are and it better wasn't here. even directed at the kid. <laughs> there's that. There's my, a, oh, so there, also, my favorite one is, I didn't deny it, but it was directed at Stump in the face. He made. Like, like, just saying, I didn't deny it. My bigger takeaway was the description of the scene in the coach's office at his cubicle. Well, yeah, well I'm just done. picturing all these coaches with cubicles sitting next to each other. Working on coaches, reports in yeah. advance of the game. I didn't think coaches had cubicles. I figured, I don't know, scouts maybe had cubicles, but yeah, I, figured I figured coaches the had their the offices. Scouts, the video. Yeah. I picture it like Moneyball. Everybody has their own, yeah, their own office. Yeah, but those are like, uh, Art right. Howe had his own office, but just coaches lined up, just like the Sports Center commercials. The coaches are just sitting in their cubicles. Basio just ripping off insensitive comments. I mean, I, I, I'll take him. I mean, I'm not, he also is the guy that kept. Uh, I'm going to say it, maybe I'll bleep it out. He kept bitching about Thames last year and the, the PEDs. Like he kept going on. He went on Chicago radio. He's an old school guy. Like I, I mean, just he's. Uh, I feel like he's just a. He's, he needs to calm down. I, 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 I'm curious to hear more of this story and 
the the thing that really kind of makes me say, uh, I don't know, is just how he's quick to defend it with the oh, I call him Spider Monkey because yeah. of the faces he makes when he's what lifting weights. Like, eh, uh, now it sounds like a kid telling a lie. This is another. Oh, this is this might be the the money line quote. Quote: We crack fat jokes every day. On our trainer, all kinds of things are said in a baseball clubhouse. And for this to happen to me, I don't know what else to say, but I know I don't deserve this. That's, I mean, look, again, these are more admissions. He's just like, well, it's fine. This is clubhouse talk. Look, I say a lot of sexist jokes. I make fun of fat people, but to fire me for a racist remark. It did not happen. They did an investigation. And look, you're not going to. What is an investigation? How do you do an investigation of this? Aside from just you're talking to the, the attendant? Basio and anyone around. If I'm doing an investigation of this, okay, so the clubhouse attendant, the kid comes to me as the GM or reaches my desk. Right. And the kid says, Coach Basio said this slur about me as an African-American. I go, whoa, 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 hang on a second here. All right, let me see if your story is legit. Okay, he actually said it. Then they talk to others in the organization, other members, probably others within earshot. There had to be something else. Right. Or, oh, or, yeah, he said similar things. Right. E- even if they never reached the point of a, of, of a penalty or a suspension or a punishment or anything like that, I don't know. I've never heard of anything. I mean, you follow the, the, you know, the Chicago sports scene closer than I do. Maybe there were some issues with the Cubs in the past. Them, eh, this guy's a little bit of a I mean, recluse they, they fired, in terms of the— They fired him they, in the middle of a season, and then he, he's known for making comments. You know— um, why am I thinking, trying to like the Sox pitching coach, Don, Don Cooper? He's he's notoriously known for being just kind Ooh. of a curmudgeon. And it's Basio just seems, it seems like he okay, gets the role of that. Okay, but there's a difference. Okay, but, but hang worse, on. But turned up to like 10. Like he just complains about everything. All right. He makes remarks about okay. everything. But you can be a, a whiny, curmudgeonly type guy and not make comments like this. I'm just saying that if, if they were going to make the firing, usually – my gut tells me there was, there were other grievances in his file. You know That's what I mean? His uh, personnel sure. file is not, this isn't. It's rare that you get dismissed for something. This is the first time I've ever said oh. something out loud that I shouldn't have about whatever the case may be, and now I'm fired for it. Let's also not lose fact sight of the fact that the Tigers are ten games below five hundred, nine and a half games out of first in the Central. And their pitching staff has the 10th best ERA in the American League and 22nd in all of Major League Baseball. In other words, read my mind, yep. You're not doing a good job. And this is an easy way for us to get out of this and not have to pay you, too, if he's fired right. with cause for that. He's hiring an attorney and is exploring potential legal action. So, as I said, that one could get, uh, that one could get more ugly. But that's another situation where you don't you have a team taking care of the situation. It doesn't work its way all the way up to you know, to the MLB offices, whatever the case may be. Did you see the uh continued feud with Jalen Rose and Chris Weber in the last few days? Wait, I thought they had made up like last week. Oh no, 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 no. Oh, These two have not made Who up. Cares? So why are they doing this? There's more because Because Jalen Rose has a daily show that he can Well, so Chris Weber accepted an invite to be an honorary right. captain for Michigan football. Mm-hmm. Did you hear that, by the way? When Harbaugh asked him, quote, surprised him, quote no. unquote. 
Oh, Chris Webber is doing an interview on one of the top sports stations in Ann Arbor. Yeah. And Jim Harbaugh surprised, again, Eric. Hey, Chris. Hey, Chris. Yep, that's what it was. Coach Harbaugh here. And it all played out. It all played out on the air. I want to come to Ann Arbor. Why why is he from the South now? That's not. Come on. That's your Jim Harbaugh. Hey, Chris. Come to Michigan again. No. Uh, Jalen Rose was upset that, uh, so Chris Webber is doing this, but he has done nothing for the basketball program. Hasn't done anything similar for John Beeline and everyone else that has been there. Jalen Rose also has an ax to grind in that he thinks because of Chris Webber, uh, Steve Fisher is not recognized at Michigan. And that group isn't recognized because of the war. I mean, obviously the banners being right. taken down, but the way Chris Webber handled it afterwards, say, he's, he's the way that Chris that. Webber slammed Ed Martin after yeah. Ed Martin passed away and Ed Martin financially supported Chris Webber's life. Um, and so Jalen Rose's comment, Chris Webber said, a lot of people after they retire or they're looking for a job or they want to be relevant, they go back in time and make sure their importance is really known. When one guy has a million highlights of himself, as if he as if he was the leading scorer and all the stories are embellished, it's hard for me to accept. In other words, Jalen Rose was the mouthpiece of that thirty for thirty doc, and right. Jalen Rose came off as the most important guy. Chris Webber took offense. So Jalen Rose said, One dude traveled, then called the timeout. One dude lied to a grand jury and hasn't apologized. One dude tried to circumvent the documentary to HBO. One dude ignored multiple requests from everyone involved say, yeah. after agreeing to participate. One dude played like President Obama and sat in a suite during Michigan's recent title game. One dude slandered Ed Martin after all he did for him and his family. One dude is not in contact with the other four. One dude has been doing a rebuttal doc for four years. One dude is clearly delusional and still in denial. Was that supposed to be a poem or he just... Did it off the top of his head. I believe it's a haiku. Haiku. Uh, Jalen Rose thinks there's a chance they will still be friends again, but I really highly doubt that. There is no friendship at this time. So after Chris Weber made the announcement that he was going to accept the invitation mm-hmm. to be the honorary captain, uh, Jalen Rose on his show, which this is why it's taken so long for us to get the news because it was on Get Up, which no one watches. I'm elated by this news. I'm not surprised by this news. And respectfully, it's calculated because he understands that he is a Hall of Fame level player and he has to turn around the thoughts of a lot of media members who didn't select him. So to me, I see this as a first step of him reigniting his, his Hall of Fame candidacy for public consumption. I just see it as a, as a I, I didn't even think of it from, from that angle. I just see it a way of, of him trying to get back in the good graces of the folks in Michigan. Why wouldn't he do something with the basketball? It almost seems like he doesn't care anymore about the 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 Fab Five or the basketball program. He just he he figure he's figuring out who he wants to like him and he thinks it's John Harbaugh and Jim Harbaugh and the Harbaugh family. Do you think he's liked overall if you did a you just took a poll here and you said, Do you like Chris Webber? Yes or no? I think you would get a lot of eh, he's fine. I, th- I think 50, a lot. Of, 50, I yeah, think. I think. I think he's fine. That's what I would say. He's. I think fine. a lot of people see him as a sympathetic figure for the mistake that he made. People feel badly for that because they only remember the timeout and not everything else. Right. Would you? Yeah. Right. So that's sure. That's that's fair. Look, 
there are so many teams that have been forced to vacate. When that Michigan penalty came on or came down, that was one of the first whoa moment. I remember as for whoa, they got to they got to take down the banner. Quite honestly, there have been so many banners that have been forced to take down in college basketball alone that it's kind of lost. Hey. It's lost its edge. No one knows better than him. What? I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. And uh, the vampire. Everything man. about that. Everything about Louisville is dirty, including your guy Papa oh. John. I don't know. Easy Are with you the a mind guy. Oh, yes. I had no idea. This is the first I've heard of this. Oh, yeah. Like, no kidding. Oh, yeah. But it should be noted I am very anti Rick Patino and have been, and I have always oh, been really anti Bobby Petrino. <laughs> wow, what a stand. I, I'm just saying, I'm not, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not here anti guys them. cheating on their wives with a much younger girl who works for them and nearly yeah, killing and them nearly killing in a motorcycle or, accident. Or, you know, going to Italian restaurants. I, I, I'm very against that. Okay. He's, only there for, off. he's only there for a little bit. Remember that press conference? Too? Yeah, well, he had a half a face. <laughs> it was, uh... Did he think like that was a good idea? Like Dark Knight. Yeah. Did he think that was going to be a good idea? Like, he was like, oh, oh they'll be sympathetic. Yeah. yeah. Nah. Wait for no. the scabs to heal. There was still some pus <laughs> leaking get, get out of the neck, Maybe get rid of the neck brace. You mentioned Harbaugh, and I... And this is uh, a week or so ago. So it's a little old. So maybe so. So Athlon ranked the Big Ten oh, football yeah. coaches. Did you see this? Yeah. Did you see this, Ashton? No. All right. Well, then you you play along. Okay. So how? Where? How should I start? Where do you think Paul Christ came in in this poll? How, how are they doing? Is this by record, like ability? You need to tell them how many teams are in the Big Ten. No, no. That's that. Yeah. Well, it's, isn't it eleven? Aren't there eleven teams in the Big Ten? Twelve now. 14. Keep going. Yeah. 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 There yeah. you go. That's stupid. It's only your job. Uh, to know, <laughs> that's not true at all. Uh, Paul Christ. Rank, uh, they rank the Big Ten football coaches uh, for this year. I mean, it's just in general. Just fifth. Don't, fifth, don't overthink fifth, it. Fifth, fifth. Who would you put ahead of him? Urban Meyer, Jim Harbaugh. Uh, that would be. Okay. Keep, keep, that's two. Who are the other coaches in the Big Ten? All right, I'm, we're just yeah, going to cut to it here. Paul, well, because I wanted to see how you compared to the... That's the only three I know. Paul Chris came in sixth in the Big Ten. Not surprising. Urban Meyer. Mark D'Antonio, Michigan State. James Franklin, who... Oof, James Franklin or Jim Harbaugh, bigger... Oof. And then Harbaugh, then Pat Fitzgerald at Northwestern. I forgot, I should have known Pat Fitzgerald, that's bad. Then Paul Chris. Then Scott Frost at number seven. So it's body of work. Uh, okay. I, Scott Frost did win a national championship last yeah, year. Yes, so he that did. Would ex- how, I, how is he not higher than seven? I don't. Where was um? Where's Kirk Ferentz? Oh, you're gonna have to scroll. All right, here we go. Number eight, Iowa, right? Mm-hmm. Kirk, Kirk Ferentz. The bloom has been off Kirk Ferentz's oh, rose for a, for a long time. Remember, there there was a time where NFL every, talk. Yeah. Every NFL offseason, Kirk Ferentz's name came up. Purdue's Jeff Brom. I like Jeff Brom. He might get that thing going finally. P.J. Fleck. Mm, All right. Guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Maryland. Who's Maryland's head coach? D.J. Durkin. Not Ralph Regan anymore? <laughs> oh. And then one time, like Maryland played Kansas once. And you oh, had, had Regan first. <laughs> oh, baby. Uh, the Titans. Mm. Uh, Chris Ash at Rutgers. Indiana's Tom Allen. And Lovey. Lovey came in last. It's actually a round robin. Notre Dame was there too, so Charlie Weiss was in. <laughs> With or without the cane? <laughs> Charlie Weiss had the cane. I get Urban Meyer. 
D'Antonio, I can't argue with because of what he's done. But if <laughs> Harbaugh has, look, he has not done anything. Yes. Yeah. Well, at no. Michigan yet. We, what, what, he, what he did in the NFL, what he did with Stanford, I mean, he took, he made Stanford something. Okay. Pat Fitzgerald, good, but. God, had, everyone loves Pat Fitzgerald. But you haven't even, you know why? It's the shorts. He wears shorts on game day. They like that. It's it's tough. It's gamey. He's one of their own, blah, 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 blah. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald hasn't even won the, the division yet. Everyone likes Pat Fitzgerald because he played for that school and yep. people desperately want yep. Northwestern be to be good in athletics. All right, no, I'm no, going to no. go they out on a, want him to be relevant. Can I go out on a limb here and say people also like him because of how he got that job? That that, that No, I, no, this is a joke. No, no, no. I'm saying Randy Walker passes away and he gets promoted. He played there. He was the youngest coach in America for several years. That's an in, endearing what? Wait, no, I disagree. I thought you it were insinuating the... he killed Randy Walker. No, God, not always a cynical. That's a fair thing to wonder, though. <laughs> Hold on, I'm just gonna let that hang out there. Anyway, Wait, I remember so... that, but, but with with the Jim Harbaugh, it's all right. Rank these in the list of uh, uh, d bagness. Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> James Franklin, or PJ Fleck. All right, fine. Uh, Who annoys you more? I am shocked well, by PJ Fleck annoys annoys yeah. me more because he of annoys the a lot of people. Row the boat thing. I mean, Harbaugh, you recognize. I have no issue with PJ Fleck. I don't care that much. I just don't care that uh, much. Uh, plus, PJ Fleck has done nothing. Like Harbaugh, like you pointed. I know I said Harbaugh's done nothing, but Harbaugh can at least say, "Look, went to a Super Bowl, almost went to two. I like Jim Harbaugh. I like him. I'm not gonna lie. You know what? Who would you rather have coaching your team? Jim Harbaugh, your college team. Jim Harbaugh or Brett Bielema? Jim Harbaugh. Yeah, I don't think that's hard. PJ Fleck, Jim always... Harbaugh, or Bobby Petrino? Jim Harbaugh. What are we doing here? Who would you rather have riding the motorcycle if you were on the back? Maybe Lovey. <laughs> Maybe Lovey. <laughs> we're, going, we're going Big Ten coaches Jim right Harbaugh now. or John L. Smith? Wait, is he awesome? I don't know who that is. Who's that? Ooh, I heard you that claim name. to be a Louisville guy. I John L. Smith is. Oh, I've heard of that name in a long time. Is he still with us? Mm, I, I don't, I'll, I don't I'll, think I'll so. I'll check that at live.com. Sure. By the way, row the boat is, I I think that's one of those, PJ Fleck is one of those guys that he's going to fight. John L. Smith's yeah, still alive. Sorry. Still PJ Fleck's going to reach the ceiling faster than... I think a lot of Minnesota fans are going to realize well, they, they've got I, brand uh, new facility. The ceiling is like what we saw with Brett Bielema. We're like, okay, you'll not. I don't think it's even that high, but you'll okay. You get Minnesota up to a nice level. Maybe they'll win the division once right? in a down year for Wisconsin and Iowa, and they'll go to a nice bowl. And then the next year, okay, a little bit of a step backwards. Mm-hmm. The next year, kind of plateaued. And the year after that, what happened to Minnesota? I just think his shtick. Only goes so far. It'll do great things for mid-major non-power conference teams, i.e., Western Michigan. But that that shtick only look. Heavily four, recruited kids do not give a right. crap about that. Especially if you've been there for, and he has only been there right, a couple of years, right. four or five years, and you're not doing something special. You can go row the boat and you know mom and dad's living room all you want. But if you haven't won games, right? It depends on who you're who you're recruiting and who you're trying to recruiting. 
towards. Mm-hmm. Um, we still have to do Bucks and six. We should touch on the NBA free agency. Did you see also your girl Becky finally got promoted to the she big did time? Get, Becky Hammond get, uh, promoted to no, I missed that. Second up, yeah. she's in the front. She, she, she's she in took, the front row. She took row a Borrego spot, so that's second to Messina. Then probably. Well, can we assume it pops coming back? I, I am, I guess, until I hear okay, otherwise. Okay, so what do you make of this whole Kawhi Leonard thing? Because the more it goes on, the more, and I know he's your guy, but the more this looks like a calculated year-long plan to get out of San Antonio and go to the Lakers with LeBron James. I don't know why you thus, see, what are you saying more and more. They, they've been seeing this for a couple dirt, weeks now. Thus pouring dirt on Kevin Durant's chances of going to the Lakers. <laughs> Again, well, look again. How, how do this you, was you not co- going to happen anyways? It Kawhi doesn't matter now. Honestly, I don't know if it changes it because without without him actually saying anything or making comments, listen. I, that's I. This I, is such a bull crap move by him because just I come think, out and say it. Just come out and look, say it. I don't think it's a great no, no, no. move. Just come out and say it already. It's yes. clear this is what you want to do. I would rather him so say it. own yes. up to it. Yes, but also the whole and we touched on this earlier on the podcast, but the the whole bull crap of not being with the team during the playoffs. If you're not going to play, be there with your team. I don't disagree with anything. My point is, until I see him or hear him or read a comment from him, it's just... Kawhi Leonard's a fraud. Okay, he's not a fraud. fraud. I know you're trying to be funny here, but I don't... Come out and say it already. I don't Look, I don't want to play here anymore. That's what I just said. I didn't want to play here last year. I went through this whole dog and pony show of, oh my calf or right. my he, quad. He was isn't mad that Tony Parker was calling him out, and he can't my take quad it. isn't fine, healing, and I can't play. I'll, hasn't he pretty much said I don't want to be here anymore? Until I mean, is there any? Not he has not. He, that's well, what I'm he saying. He has not said that, and it's clear that's his plan. He doesn't want the blood on his hands. He fine. doesn't want to come out and say it and be the bad guy. As the minute that that contract isn't signed, that's fine. I'll believe that. Who has the leverage in this situation, honestly? If I'm I you know what? I'm the Spurs, I know it's the end of the line end of the line. I have the leverage. That's, I'll eat it and just let you walk. That's what I'm saying. At this point, they I'm have, not giving they have you leverage. away. I'm not giving you away. I'm not trading I'm you. I'm not to giving the you Lakers. what you want. Yeah. I'm not trading you to the Lakers. If anything, I'll trade you somewhere you don't want this to. This is go. a little bit a la the Pacers with Paul George last year. And that was even more public that he wanted to go to the Lakers who, or LA. Coincid- who oh Paul George opting out of the contract after he was all never going to opt the, back oh, in. Paul I still George think he likes what he sees in Oklahoma City. He can still re-sign a one and one and make more money though. So that I'm not. He was going to opt out no matter 0%. what. Zero percent. The other thing, hypothetically speaking, here because of the mellow opting in, can you just picture how good they are going to be? Who? The Lakers when they get Kawhi, Paul George, LeBron, and KD. Why you got to ruin everything? LeBron and KD texting each other. Did yeah, you see that? Yeah, yeah. And that was refuted. So also, who, so who... Yeah. I don't know who you're going to believe. The guy who covers the Cavs every day or it's Stephen A. Smith. Okay. Who leaked that? That they're texting each other. Stephen A. Smith. Where'd the leak come from? Stephen A. Smith. No, 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 no. He no. just he makes that up? He doesn't Stephen A. Smith? Probably. The I leak is on Kevin no, Durant. No, no, no. You can't just say he makes stuff up. You can't just say he Point makes stuff up. Point me to one thing, aside from the fact that he agrees with Justin that Kevin Durant might go to the Lakers. Point I me mean, to one thing he made up. <laughs> You can't. I, you right. Got to be. You can't just say he made it up. He didn't make it up. 
So, okay, fine. He's making it up. He's not making it up. He's citing a source. He's citing a source. Which is really easy to do this, by the way, these days. Kevin Durant's camp tells Stephen A. Smith, hey, LeBron's texting our guy. Mm -hmm. Right, whether it's true or not. So, fine, they make it up. I mean, look, real quick, from 30,000 feet, the the NBA wins every offseason. For every free agent in Major League Baseball and Trout, and, and it'll be a big year, Trout, Machado, and um, Trout's Harper. Got, Trout's got two more years on his contract. Sorry, I was thinking Harper. Harper, Machado, Trout, yeah, re-up, but last year. NBA's brilliant just by the fact that we have this. Braun, too, in 2021. So I don't know if is, that, is that another one? Right is, is that it? 2021? Is it's after soon? 2020, uh, or is it after 2021? 22, I think, because it kicked in last season. I thought it five, ran through 2021. It was five five years? That would make it regardless. Yeah. So. No, it was a no. He signed this deal it way back a, in 2010. No, yeah. yeah, but it didn't. 2009. The the extended didn't kick oh. in until last season. That's what I'm talking about. The the last like five years of it. My point is simply the ability and, and the way that the CBA and, and the way that the NBA is now structured. It's brilliant, just brilliant. Because well, here we are talking. I mean, these storylines. Even if you didn't have LeBron, the, the the way that contracts are structured, and we know that the NFL doesn't have it, and we know that the base. Yeah, you get you get chatter with some studs in baseball and football. You get a free eight. Well, but you don't get this right. Just look at the last like roughly ten years too. You had the decision. Is that when it started? Uh, the opt-in, opt-out element of contracts, and shame on me, I don't know how long that's been a We you know, never really when that saw was that bargained. with big-name guys, though. It was always like the, the fringe, because once the cap started to evolve more, mm-hmm. that just became kind of a massaging of the cap to figure out, okay, we'll add this option, like why would he opt out? But then you realize, oh, you know what, we could opt out and then get more money. Um, but you, like the last 10 or so years, you had the decision, you had, um, I mean, everything with that, not just LeBron, but Chris right. Bosh going there too. You had the hype over e- even as little as Dwayne Wade when he was a free agent and the talk of, would he come to the Bucks? You had LeBron going back to Cleveland. You had the Kevin Durant signing last year. You had the Isaiah Thomas thing, the Isaiah Thomas and Kyrie Irving. It's like every year the league has this now where their marquee guys could be on the move. You're going to get it with Anthony Davis in the future. This year it's going to be LeBron, KD, Kawhi. Boogie. Still a big name. No, he's not. Still a big name. He is not a big name. Still a big name. I think the NBA is the winner. Do you know who that is? Say that again. What? 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 Boogie. Cousins, right? Yeah. Yeah. Marcus Cousins. Big name. By the way, I once called DeMarcus. For NBA teams, yes. You know what somebody reminded me of just like a year or two ago? DeMarcus Cousins. Played for an AAU team out of Mobile, Alabama. Yep. They play Pius at the Al McGuire Center in the Wisconsin Basketball Yearbook Shootout. When, uh, who was on Pius? Uh, the kid who went to Michigan State, and I'm blanking, got in a lot of trouble. And oh, the then, And then Tom Izzo said, thing. and to, for Tom Izzo to say, you're out of here. Uh, who uh, was that pointer? Anyway, um, it's at the Al McGuire's. I called that game. I went back. I found the DVD. And I'm like, that was DeMarcus Cousins. Totally forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. I know you don't care, but I what just. What's your take? Uh, this guy's, eh, I don't know if he'll make it. 
I think I said as much. Um, the name of the uh, pious point guard, Corey Lucius. Yep, that was it. I, yeah. yeah. Anyway, Corey Mobile, Alabama. Lucius. Almost said Jose Winston. <laughs> <laughs> Former Panther. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Want to do bucks and six? Well, okay, fine. Because we can blend in free agency. Way to too, sell right? it. That's yeah, that's why yeah, I yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Bucks and six always. That's that, that's for the culture. Mitch, you, remember the, is so loud. Remember the yeah. Uh, for a producer, he doesn't monitor the levels all that closely. I mean, come look at my levels. That's what I'm telling you. Come look at my levels. Yes. The bolognese line. You get it. Dante DiVincenzo is called the Big Ragu. I got it. You know, gave him that name. You? <laughs> no, you're, you're uh, Homer. You're, no, your guy Gus. Even say your, that. your guy Gus. Yeah. Gus. Oh yeah, how about that? It's all one of your favorites coming together. Uh, what did you think of Dante DiVincenzo? I I, I I don't know. Wait, with the 17th pick, how many good picks are you going to so make that are going to be useful? So after the draft. I was exchanging, sliding into the DMs with our guy, who you really dropped the ball with, by the way, but our guy Aaron Torres. I don't feel bad. We were hoping to have on the show today. We'll shoot for maybe next week or a couple weeks down the road. But he and I were exchanging some messages after the draft. Almost like you could have asked him. Trying to get his take on, trying to get his take on the Dante DiVincenzo. He loved it. And I said, you don't have to... You can level with me here. You don't have to say it's great just because, you know, I'm going to see this guy and working for the team. Everything else there. It's like, oh, no, no, he's great. He's great. He can defend three positions. He can shoot. I think he's going to be good. So Aaron Torres has a pretty good track record with this stuff, and Aaron Torres loves him. You roll your eyes, so you disagree. I looked at Scott. I wasn't rolling my eyes. Nobody knows. That's I agree with that. Nobody statement. knows. With a 17th pick, I, that's Especially. my take is if if he's a rotation player, awesome. If he's Rashad Vaughn, okay. And that that's what happens. I mean, how, how much different is he from what Rashad Vaughn was supposed to be? Aside The defense maybe would be the difference. Rashad Vaughn didn't score 31 points in the national title game. Right. The, the one game. How big a thing was that for you? That he scored that much? That he scored that much in a national title well, let's game. Let's be honest, too. Nobody knew who this kid was until then. So had had he not had the final... Casual fans. Casual fans. Oh. Had he not had the final four that he had, he's going back to Villanova. Yes, I agree with that. I, I, everything that I've read from from a bunch of like the, the roundups, draft grades, all that, it, it just seems like a lukewarm, like, oh, yeah, this, it, this could work. I guess what makes me most encouraged about this pick, did I say that weird? He encouraged did say that about weird. this pick. Encouraged. I know what you is, um, so you've seen what he has the capability to do, and you don't expect that on a nightly basis, mm-hmm. but you know, okay, this is the ceiling. These are some of the things this kid can do. There's a much better regime in place now sure. that can work with him and develop this. Right. Stuff. So that's what encouraged you most about this pick. You made an interesting comment. I don't know if he did it in the press conference, but I saw him make the comment uh, in a separate interview he did. The fact that he's coming in with a new coaching staff, it, it kind of allows him to to start off at square Same one. Level. Right. Yeah. I mean, you're you're behind in terms of your rookie. But everybody's so. got to learn right. this. Yeah. Right. So yep. there's something to be said for that. 
Yeah, I agree with maybe. that. I, I don't know. I, I think if if there's any year where a rookie is going to be able to like learn on the fly and maybe figure it out and get a spot, it would be a year when the coach is also trying to learn things on the fly and when they're trying to build a roster on a fly too because they do not have a lot of options to do anything in the summer. The biggest question is, would there was there somebody else sitting at 17 that you would have preferred they pick? And if you hammer Hall or you have to think about it, then there's your answer right there. I mean, he checks a lot of the boxes that they were looking for. It's the 17th pick. Uh, did, did you listen last Friday? Last Friday? Wisconsin's Morning News with Gene Miller? I don't know that I did. They had a, a guy on in, in the morning to recap the NBA draft. Did they really? I remember listening to that. He used a lot a, of those same phrases that he checks a lot of that the boxes that he does at this. I remember that. And we're on the same page there. You're a good guy. One of the all-time real... Good guys. Could he time okay, okay guys. Could he completely flame out and we would be totally shocked and I cannot believe that Dante DiVincenzo did nothing for them. So, uh, like, the guy that you really wanted was probably Zaire Smith just for Zaire the deer. But that was another guy that they were infatuated with. Went one spot before him. I, I mean, the Michael Porter Jr. thing was very interesting yeah, was. that the more he was slipping... Yes. The more you thought, I started I thinking that's it. what I wanted to have. I did. Do Throw you make a move here and 100%. just say, can we yeah. move 17 and add something and move up here? But in terms of who went behind him, who knows? I mean, everybody hated Grayson Allen. I'll take Grayson Allen. He can shoot. No, I'm, I'm good on him. Where did Grayson Allen Kevin Herter? Utah. Utah, which is perfect. Yeah, uh, Aaron so Holiday is another one that people fell in love with, especially people that just saw UCLA versus the Badgers earlier in the year. And he has the pedigree of his family. But, I mean, to that point, yeah, who knows? It's 17. It's not like it's 10 mm-hmm. or the top 10 that we're That's talking what I'm about. That's saying. Here. Like, it'd be, if he's a rotation player, if he, if he gets 12 minutes a game, great. 10, 10 12 minutes, awesome. Now, free agency is going to be interesting. And this starts, what, Saturday night, right? Yep. Last year was Friday, so it's always July 1st. Today is when LeBron opts out, becomes a free agent, has to do it by the end of the day. Um, but as far as the Bucks go, you touched on it. Not a whole lot you can do, assuming that moves aren't made. You'd have to free up some money, but oh, so close. I think but, we can transition to a grander. I mean, look, they here. they do have the exceptions to use, and they have the mid level that they can throw out there. So, if they don't make any moves, you're looking at names like guys like Kyle O'Quinn from the sure. Knicks that you could use with that mid level exception. And I mean, you're looking at names like Anthony Tolliver and guys like that that are going to fit a specific need and just be like a two- to three-year deal. Let me ask you guys a, a, a gut-feeling question. Do they make a move? Yes. Like Like a, a trade? Yes. And is it one of the previous year's starters? Hmm. Maybe with the initials EB? Is that happening? Know. That's a tough I, – I, I don't know if it's a tough – I think any move they make is going to be more fringe level. Why do you say that over? Because the, the the Parker thing, do you consider that? Well, if they do make it, I think they are more likely to move. You got to be careful. I say this here: the chances are greater of a sign and trade with Jabari Parker than moving any other starters. I think. Yes, I, I agree with that. And if you do that, you would assume part of it is going to be: we also need you to take this contract. And we'll take one of 
your less desirable ones in return, but not quite to the level of right. Maybe an expiring less desirable than ours. Right, another expiring. Do you want Parker moved? I don't. You're shaking your head. I no. don't. I. I. God, I just wish there was one more year on his contract. So here's what's interesting. Before the season started, or well, before free agency, which hasn't started yet, but before we got to this point, um, you looked around the landscape and you thought, well, what are his options realistically? Because you looked at teams that had money, and I think it was – Something like seven teams. Sacramento, Chicago, the Nets. So here we go. The Lakers have $70 million. You can rule out the Lakers. Yes. That $70 million is for LeBron James, Kevin Durant, and Paul George. Quiet. The Sixers have $30 million. You can rule out the Sixers. He doesn't fit with the pieces that they have, and they're doing the same thing. Right. Where Sixers are going to try and – I mean, the Sixers are a team nobody's mentioning either for Paul George. If that would make a whole lot of sense, too. I'd like to see that happen. The Pacers have $20 million. That is maybe a dark horse. And they, they just uh, they picked up Thad Young's option, I believe, yeah. 13-7 today. Um, but the Pacers have that dark horse. They're intriguing. The Mavs, roughly $25 million. I don't see that. I think they're kind of they're going to try and get a big name somehow, though, but a bigger than Jabari. DJ name. is who they're talking about with yeah. DeAndre Jordan. And plus, I think the they might be looking at next in. year. Utah has twenty four million. That could be interesting. The Suns have fifteen million. I don't see that in Phoenix, especially with some of the picks that they made in this draft. The real interesting one: the Bulls have a lot of money, but I don't see how he fits with the Bulls, especially after that draft and taking Wendell Carter right. and Laurie Markkinen. The Hawks, but the Hawks make no sense in the way that they're building out this team. The Kings are the team that is interesting to me. That if there is a run at Jabari Parker, I think it's from the Kings. And that would most likely, probably all parties involved, a sign and trade would be the best case scenario. But either way, what you're looking at is, I think just looking at the cap space, and all it takes is one weird contract to blow this sure, all up. Sure, But I think looking at the landscape with free agency, the cap space, and the fact that these teams, you think, have gotten smarter and realized it's not the bonanza this was two years ago. We should have been a lot more frugal that summer. You know what's funny? Summer. The Bulls are like the, lead, the top of that list as far as they looked ahead and said, this is not going to make sense. Why would we sign anyone? Two, those so, two years ago. Um, I think we're looking at like three years, 40, 45 million in that range. What was it reported? It was three at 54, 18 years, what they the reported, and then Jabari refuted. Right. And if it's under that, and if that was true, I question if that was true. I would have, for I would a have given, reasons. I would have given him that contract, though, I think. I think, I question if that was true for a number of reasons. Sure. But just looking at this, the more guys that opt out, too, which was the other kind of interesting thing that might have changed the path for his free agency was when we started to see guys like Thaddeus Young yep. won't be out there. And Dwayne Dedman was one of the bigger surprises, too, that some of these guys realized, I think next summer is when I want to be a free agent because 
We know what the names are this year, the cap space. There's not as many teams, so maybe I should shoot for next year. So in that sense, is that going to help you in terms of driving the value of his contract down? No. Why not? I I just maybe it's player by player. It just takes maybe one dumb to you. Yeah, maybe it's, that's, that's, that's maybe it's it's team by team, player by player, like contract by contract, literal player by player. Maybe that's why I feel so that way. I don't let's, know. This is the so, he's the weirdest of the. So bunch if I of said guys. Jabari Parker is not back with the Bucks, I wouldn't be surprised. What team is he with? <sighs> I don't know. When if you say that to me, I don't get real. Oh man, that's so. I get I get bummed out by that. I want to see him in this. I want to okay, see but, if if he just really disliked playing for kid. I want to see if that was it. If he just got tired of it, I because I maybe that was it. I know the in, you get injured, so I get it. But I one of the see things that. that we mentioned too with with Bud and how he changed guys in Atlanta. Right. Now the. Defensive limitations are still there, and they always will. Be. Right. You just have to accept that. You you can be encouraged by what you saw in the mm-hmm. postseason, but we talked about what Coach Budenholzer did with guys, and like guys like Mike Scott in Atlanta, and we saw real progress made with Jabari in terms of his shooting touch last year, too, that there is a big party that's curious to see, okay, if he gets this year to work with Mike Budenholzer and Bud can put him through Hawks University and call it Bucks University now. He can put him through that and say, this is what I need you to do offensively. Defensively, this is a system we're running, so just play like you did in the playoffs. But offensively, if you do this, I can maximize your talent. I'm very curious to see that. But from Parker's perspective, I mean, when he was drafted, number two. He was the guy. He can't right. He came in thinking he was the guy, and Giannis was his sidekick. Best case scenario. Yes, that has completely changed, Mm -hmm. and it's not going to go away. This is how it's going to be. Period. It's not as if, well, you know, Jabari, if you stay healthy and you work on defense and this and that, maybe you. No, Giannis is the guy as long as Giannis is here in time. The cover athlete for a video game. I don't know if he would even argue that, Jabari. No, I don't think so. Well, no, no, I'm, and I, saying, I, but, I, I'm not saying you would argue, but It's a weird adjustment saying, to make. Okay, sure. He, I mean, he was the guy all along, right. all along, when high they, school, When they college. drafted him and made the, the introductory yes. press conference downtown at the what, Milwaukee Public Market where they introduced him. And, and he should have been. We went through, yeah. You didn't know what Giannis, even, right. even then, he'd yeah. be good. But, so is this where Jabari Parker wants to Just be? Just says, I need a clean... Maybe we we talk a lot about Kevin Durant. We we joke and seriously, I'm not up, joking. I know, I know, I know. Kevin Durant wanting to be the guy. Doesn't Jabari Parker want to be the guy? I don't because he never. He, I don't know if I get that feeling from him. How do you know? How do we know? That's what I'm saying. That's that's my point. He's a I, very. I don't know if we've gotten that feeling. He's a very mercurial character. I mean, he's 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 very. He's just. He's he doesn't. Speak. I mean, you, Justin, you know better than me, but he doesn't strike me as somebody who he doesn't when he speaks openly, you know, critically or otherwise. You listen because he just doesn't do it. Which he we did of Pronti in the playoffs, right? Right. Which is why he got the attention it did. But if you just go back to that draft night or or that first year, just where his role was in this organization, it is it is it is completely. And is he somebody who can? 
who can handle, or not handle, but is he somebody who can, all right, I'll be the number two. Maybe, maybe the number two. I mean, but that's going to be as good as you'll ever be. As long as you're here, Jabari, here's your money, here's your contract, but you are never going to be the guy when that, that was the plan. So that draft was so interesting, too, because coming into that year, the, the collegiate season, Jabari Parker was the guy. Mm-hmm. This was a kid that was on the cover of Sports Illustrated in high school, going to Duke. Duke's the number one team. This is the guy, all Jabari Parker. And because of uh, the Bucks season, I watched a lot of college basketball mm-hmm. that season to see. You knew very Thank early. You, for doing that. <laughs> you knew very early. Uh, I mean, depending on how the lottery goes. Yeah. We're going to be in the top five here, depending on what it is. So I watched a lot of college hoops that season because I knew I got to see these guys that they're going to be taking. I liked Jabari Parker. Andrew Wiggins kind of it went through phases where Jabari was the guy up until early in conference season. Then it was all Andrew Wiggins talk. And then it, these small whispers of this Joel Embiid guy that's Wiggins' teammate but that hype train just screeched to a halt when he didn't play in the tournament, mm-hmm. the conference tournament with the back issues. I saw a lot of Kansas, and I loved Joel Embiid. Said it from the start. It's pretty good. And it's not a knock on Jabari, but it is very hard to not look at the draft and think, what if they would have paired him up with Giannis right now? Would they have had the foresight to sit him right away? As the yeah, I mean, we, obviously he got hurt the second time, which that's the other the part. Year. Though that's we also saying. have to see Joel Embiid play a full season. What are you sixty games this year? Did he play? Uh, yeah, somewhere between sixty and sixty. So I mean, on his way, but we got to see more than sixty games. I am fine with I'm not, that actually. With 60 games. 60 to 66 games. If he's sitting the other ones out healthy and not for injury and they're just rest games, I don't. that doesn't bug me. I'm not going to pay max money for 60 games unless the NBA reduces their schedule at 66. You are if you're a perennial title contender with him. Can you be a perennial title contender with him playing 60 games? Find out, I guess, would be my argument. In the East... Are pretty close already. So, what's the first big splash that we see? I think Le- Saturday night into Sunday morning. I think LeBron's signing this weekend. He's there's going to be something. I don't this think weekend. it's this weekend. I think it's the Fourth of July. Same thing, like Durant did two years ago. Okay, is there any way he he opts in for the final year with Cleveland? I don't think he any, opts in. Put a percentage on it. I I don't think he opts in. I still think he's. St- I think he's signing a one and one. Oh, okay. with Cleveland. Okay. I think he's staying. I just don't I think you. he's opting in. I got you. I put it at sixty forty percent that he stays. I would go 30% that he stays with Cleveland. Then uh, it's Cleveland or the Lakers. Play yes, that okay. 100%. Let's because it, it seems like there's plenty of attention on the to the Lakers and and what that would look like and who would join him and what that roster would look like. I don't know like. if anyone knows. Nobody knows but him. But just for fun, play it out. All right. He does the one on one. He goes back to Cleveland. What does that roster look like next year? Who else? So because the, there's he's not going back for that same team. So the weird thing, and what kind of screws over Cleveland, I forget who made the point, but these draft picks are basically cars or vehicles. In yes. that 
it depreciates as soon as the pick is made. So in other words, if LeBron would have told the Cavs ahead of the draft, okay, I'm opting in or I'm going to sign a one-on-one with you, they can take the eighth pick and they can say, we'll give you the eighth pick and Kevin Love or somebody else for this player. Now that you use that eighth pick on Colin Sexton, now that there's you go to a team, that car. Right. You go to a team and you say, we'll give you Colin Sexton and Kevin Love. We don't really value Colin Sexton, so we don't need that. Opposed to, oh, it's what a top 10 now? pick. Yeah. We have the eighth pick. So that's what's interesting. And that I would assume if LeBron goes to, does come back to Cleveland for this year, he's not going to be playing with Colin Sexton. I, I agree. That, with that is getting traded. It's Kevin Andrew Love over for his. Again. In LeBron's calculated talk of Kevin Love and how much he liked him, I think Kevin Love is traded. What can you what can you realistically get for Kevin Love? Because he was fine in the playoffs. He is he is a here's the reason though why I say it's thirty percent and why, especially once the Cavs made that pick, might even be twenty percent dropping even lower. LeBron knows I cannot run back that same team and get through the East, and I can't do a whole lot to change this team. I know the Celtics are going to be healthier. I know the Sixers are going to be good. Nobody's mentioning the Bucs with their coaching change, but they're there. The Raptors are bringing back the same group, basically. It's a dead end in the Eastern Conference. And you can say the same for the West, but Brian Windhorst, who you would have to say knows LeBron as well as any reporter, has said throughout this period leading up to free agency, this is about more than basketball, and it's about his family. And when you say that, and it's about the family and a family decision, that makes you think it's Miami or L.A. And L.A., I mean, he already has the homes there. He wants to become more of a mogul and get into ownership. Right. Plus, you have to factor in Bronny, his son, who, by all accounts, is a very good basketball player. Uh, he would rather have him playing on the West Coast than playing AAU and collegiate or high school ball in Ohio. I... They'll sure. find you. That's, if you're LeBron's son, they'll find you whether sure. you're playing or, in Anchorage or, or, or LA. he would just live there and still play there, and LeBron would still be an NBA superstar playing wherever he plays. I don't think that has, I don't think the sure that, that plays a role. I don't think that necessarily cared either way. He can still play in LA and play high, play high school basketball in AAU in LA. So if if Love's gone, we're kind of getting in the weeds here. But if Love's gone, you said you think they trade. If if LeBron comes back, LeBron, Colin Sexton's traded. He's not going to be on that team. And Love? That's really the only other guy you have that you can package and add value. Because otherwise you're bringing back the same team. Right. Earl Smith? How many times can you drag a team like that to the finals is what the question becomes. He can't do any better than what he did last year, and he knows the fight is even tougher next year. Regardless, well, in that case, then regardless of whatever conference. What does Richard Jefferson think? Anybody ask him? Oh, he said he's not friends with him anymore. <laughs> he, he flipped said he's off sick Channing. Of that question. And, yeah, and, and he flipped off Channing Fry. I think it's LA. I mean, Miami would be interesting. That would be hilarious. I'd love to see that. Him go back. I'd, to I'd love to see oh, every man. four years. He just. No one's even mentioning. Switches. Is anybody mentioning Miami? Yes. Jokingly, months ago, people have. Stephen A did earlier this week. Stephen A said, do not rule out Miami. It's two Stephen A references. Plus, I mean, LeBron just loved Miami when he played there. He loved this. And what's not to love? If I was rich, I would love to live in Miami, too. It's really hot there. But Miami, oh, L.A., I mean. It. I'd rather live in Miami than L.A. Would you? Oh, yeah. 
Hmm. I mean, you're in Florida, so you have the whole tax benefit. True. Plus, Humidity, like though. Miami. I, I hear you're you. You're on the beach, man. And I know LA, but there's water out there, too. Food's probably better in Miami. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm playing that one. The, the weather, though, is really killing me. It's humid here it's the for like same. an hour. You got to deal with smog in LA. I just stay where I am. Okay. So, <laughs> uh, so by the time we record next week, a couple of pieces will have fallen into place. Yes. Probably Paul George. I think that's the first one. Paul George is probably, I think Paul George is the first big name we get a Woj bomb from on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Paul George headed to the Lakers on this year deal, whatever. Because I, I, when does DeAndre Jordan get traded to the Mavs? How early next week? Because everything becomes official the 6th, 9th. And there is so much that's interesting about this league where, especially leading up to the draft, and did you see there's there's been more talk of moving the draft after free agency? Which I think which makes sense. Which would just be outstanding. It makes sense. You have the draft going down in mid-July, end of July. After guys have already sort of been forced to pick their teams. Um, but, uh, I mean, just the way that picks have changed here, where you're seeing teams realize dumb moves that they made. Like, look last week before the draft, all these reports of Mavericks are offering that pick. We'll give you this top five pick if you take this Chandler right. Parsons contract. God, they're never going to be able to unload That's the, the path for teams like the Brooklyn Nets. When you give up terrible trades and give up all your picks, fine. You know what? We'll keep cap space, and we'll take crappy players for draft picks. Okay. Before we go here, I told you I saw an incredibly weird thing last week. Yes, you did. This is one of the all-time strangest things I've seen. So I was uh, at a restaurant eating breakfast. Friday morning, any, any, any day of the week morning. So I'm at a restaurant eating breakfast, and there's somebody at the table near me who mm-hmm. orders pancakes. So waitress comes out, here's your order, delivers the pancakes, and this person is um, also a little, okay, that's an interesting strategy. Maybe you guys do this, but he cut all the pancakes first. I see people do that. Yeah. I'm not I one just of them. go, whatever I'm eating. Okay, here's a row. Cut it. Eat it. I'm not eight years old. Right. Did the whole thing. Cut everything. So you have just a bunch of little pancake Scattered pieces. little pieces of pancake. Now that they're cut, grabs the fork and starts eating. No butter, no syrup. It's plain dry pancakes. pancakes. I have never seen that before. Why even? Why not just get bread? I, never, I don't think anyone should do that in public. What's worse, if you go dry pancakes or dry waffles? Dry waffles. Dry no, waffles. dry pancakes are worse. Why are you asking? That? There's more flavor in waffles. I disagree. In what? Plain waffles? waffles. <laughs> I said waffles. I tailed said, off that. You said waffles. There's more flavor in waffles. I disagree. I, again, this is going to be a dry dinner. pancakes, though. You should have brought it up to him. What are you doing? Put so something on it. The you, cutting at first is is strange to me. That's so really, is that that's, stranger than dry? To me, yeah. In in public, it's I, all weird, I was, but yeah. So I, think I was weird. at first, I was on edge because of that. Like, oh, okay. That's usually what a parent oh, does man, for maybe a child. Maybe weirder. I don't know what's weirder. But then to see the dry pancakes. You sure there's no butter or anything? 100% positive. Were they flavored pancakes? Maybe there was like something in chip. the actual No, mix. these were plain pancakes. 
I even went as far as to just nudge the syrup <laughs> in case you didn't like. Hey, man. It's, it's right here. You don't Man, have to, I don't know if this, you saw it, but this is free. This syrup is really good over here. You, you don't have to pay. You know what the best part of the syrup is? It's free, man. Get it. You need That's to watch. To me. Here's a, when, when you're out in public, watch how people eat. Oh, it's my favorite thing to do. Because my brother is the fun, most fun person to watch eat. And he, well, he is one of the weird people that I just eats mean, even strangers. But whether he it's eating weird. dry pancakes, whether it's cutting up your entire plate of food before you even have eaten any, whether it's. And here's the thing that gets me: people who don't know how to use a fork and a knife cutting something. I'm victim to that. Really? I still don't. I just use a so, fork at this point. What do you I mean? Well, well, that's well. I mean, it's a matter of here. Uh, it's it's I like we're cavemen both. or something. Oh, I don't do that. We're, no, I just don't, I'm never comfortable when I do it. I don't know. It's holding our our fork. You know, I go and, fork, and stick fork it in the middle of your hand, hand. knife and, and right. Is that is that correct? Yeah, fork uh, I do knife and right yeah, hand. Okay, then maybe I do it okay. I if here's a side story. Uh, the the German way, and that's my you heritage. Just go in, yeah, is is the no? It's the what? That a shot at Germans? <laughs> no, no. That's uh, sort of a shot at Germans. I'd sort say. of a. It's a too soon, buddy. Too soon. Is you switch? You put the knife in the right hand, the fork in the left, and then once it's cut, you transfer the fork from the left to the right, and that's how I eat. What we just described you doing. Eat? So that's, you're right-handed, you eat left, no, fork and left hand. That's what I do. Is you that. cut? I, fork and left hand, knife and right hand. That's what we just... That's, and then yeah. you switch and put the fork in the oh, right... Oh, yeah, yeah, I do that. Yeah, that's I what do I do. That. Yeah, that's what, that's what I just described. Oh, yeah, hold the... That's, good, that's, that's the good European way of and doing then, it. No, I but I'm, I'm, God, I've never thought about it. That's so stupid. Why wouldn't you just use your dominant hand to hold the fork So part? how? what percentage of time would you say you use a knife? Five percent of the time, I don't really? use knives because I, I I I'm not a big steak guy, so I don't I I'm not. Do you using know how to hold? But my point was, what about people chicken don't know how to hold the fork. You cut that with your fork for the most part, yeah. Oh, people just like yeah, I don't care. Just oh, it's, it's, it's like they're like stabbing. Like, no, 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 I, it's I, a utensil. Yeah, you're like a surgeon here. Yeah, right. it's like a hammer and a chisel. Wait, some so you use it. the fork as a knife most of the time? Yeah. Wow. And, I, unless it's absolutely necessary, I stay away from knives. No. That's, a, that's a life motto for me, but I tell you what, I use knives more than I need to, because like when I was a kid scary. and we'd have dinner, I mean, my parents would give me butter knives to cut stuff with. Like, no, the only thing I use knives for is like cutting a sandwich or something. How do you, uh, let's say, you have a couple a little or cooking, rem- cooking a knife, a little yeah. remnants left on your plate? The knife is used as a as as no, a just, shovel onto the fork. No, but otherwise you're just chasing the food. Around your plate, you can never scoop it up on the fork. Yeah, I, how do you I do, eat though. spaghetti? What utensils do you use? I'll be honest. Fork. I rarely, rarely, fork. rarely ever use the spoon. I'm, I ju- never I'm just do. a fork guy. Nope. My dad uses a spoon all the time. And so I does just, mine. I just stare at him like, do you? That's do how you're you, supposed to do it. I know. I know. Hold he on, tells you, me that all the time. Do you My cut your noodles? Do you cut? Because I don't do that no, either. I don't all, do that. That's so gross. I think that's weird. It's like fideo, though. Eat it. Mexican food. It's just like spaghetti noodles cut. Really small, like it for just, a kid. It's yeah, it seems pointless. I'll start me. twirling the spaghetti oh, yeah. Yeah. at the beginning of the meal, but then you can that just can grab get it with the monotonous, fork. and sometimes you get more in the spoon mm-hmm. yeah, than you that's want. That's a bite by and bite scenario. And then you go to put point. it in your mouth, and one of the noodles flops down. And you're like, ah, you know what? Ah, that's life. That's then life I bust out the knife, and I'm like, screw it. I'm just gonna start cutting my pasta no, I to just, squares. I know you I do. Fight the food. I just go with fork. You break the noodles in advance. If you buy the box to dry noodles. You snap them in half in advance of boiling. Hmm. 
It's a good point. You like the dry yeah. box noodles? What, you're, you're making fine. your own pasta at home? I, I want to, but no. That's I've, a lot of work. Let me know if you're ever going to make your own yeah, pasta. Yeah, I want to do work. it, but I've in the in the interim, I've stepped it up to those, like the basically pre-made, all you have to do is drop I've in the water those. for two minutes are, that are, are already in their like, refrigerator section. Box noodles are fine, though. That's what I use all the time Bo- now. Box noodles are fine. I feel like every with box noodles, everyone figures out their own way of doing it. So What's after, your favorite kind of noodle? Like, oh, literal kind of brand. Um Oh, Bertoli. How many I couldn't, brands even, I couldn't name a brand. Yeah. I couldn't name a brand. That's why I was asking. Clarification. What's the one of the green box? That's what we have in my, my kitchen. Yeah, what is right it? Now. Rotelli or something? Maybe. Green with like the red trim. I'm a, I, I, I prefer Mastacholi or spaghetti. Wow. Mastacholi. My dad's favorite. Mastacholi, you can use it's it's very versatile. That's what I find. It's easy to pick up with that fork. And that's the other thing. That's you don't have to cut it, you don't have to twirl it, you just eat it. You put two or three at a time. Penne, mastacholi. I like uh oh man. What are the like a little bit wider kind of like You're not talking like ravioli. No, 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 no. What's what's the one? It's a ganocchi, that's something. Noki. Wow. Noki. That's why, I asked, that's why I asked the question. We need to stop right there. That's why Gnocchi. I asked the question. Uh, linguine? Eh. Fettuccine. Fettuccine I like. Stop. The, I mean, the one that's really grown on me lately, what it, Parpadelle? Is that mm. what it is? The like thicker, like wider, I should say. Oh, thicker. no. I like the bow ties. Those are fun sometimes. Not a big fan of spaghetti. What about angel hair pasta? I prefer yeah, spaghetti. I'll, prefer I'll take sp- angel hair over spaghetti. Ooh, interesting. I, I prefer spaghetti. I like it a little, a little I've thicker. also seen they have different. So I've been at the grocery store where it says, uh, here's your box of spaghetti. Thin spaghetti, thick spaghetti. What? That's angel hair How versus spaghetti. Yeah. Right. That's what I thought. Hmm. Interesting. You should do a noodles draft, you know? Brands? It would last like seven minutes. Brands or styles? Oh, you can do more than seven minutes. I don't know if there's that many Elbow noodles. Elbow macaroni, masticholi, you have the shells, jumbo shells. There, there's five seconds and you just uh, named seven no, of them. No, 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 no. Fettuccine, linguine, macaroni. Um, Cremette. Cannoli. Cannoli. Oh, not that, I buy that a lot. But cannoli is, you a, silly? is a dessert. Oh, rigatoni oh. is what I was thinking of. Rigatoni. Those are, that's the thick. I'm partial to those if I'm making. It also depends on like the sauce you're using and what you're eating. Favorite sauce. I, I love Alfredo. Sauce. I'm just asking a question. Uh, you know what I do We a should lot? do a sauce draft. Oh, oh. Sauce and condiments draft. So here's what I do. Here's a pro tip. <laughs> Saying. I love Alfredo too, but it depends on the place because you'd be too rich. So we have a cafeteria, not here, but at another place I dwell at, and uh, they have a, a- Your house? But No, it's a vocational place. So- um, it's a large corporation. It is a large corporation based out of Wisconsin. So we have a cafeteria. Uh, Bartolotta is there, runs the cafeteria. So they have a pasta station. Whenever I get pasta there- it, first of all, it depends on the noodle because it's not like a, here's your choice of noodles. It's today it's linguine. Today it's what penne. Today it's this. I usually get same thing: chicken, broccoli, peas, the noodles. And then I go Alfredo, 
but also hit me with a drop of pesto. No. I thought you were going to say red sauce. No. Yeah. No. Ma- Alfredo some... and pesto. Greatest. Mm. It'll change. It. I'm not a big It'll pesto. blow your mind. I don't love I can pesto. count on one hand the number of times I've had pesto. pesto. I don't love it. It's Ugh. such a pain because it's it's a pain to make. Like first, pine nuts are like 30 bucks. Mm-hmm. And then when you buy the pre-made pesto, it's spoiled within like five days. So you got to go through it all. Never thought you'd talk this much about noodles. I could talk about noodles for hours. What is this? This is your lagging. Good work, Braun.